Hello, 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 everybody. I'm back. The traveling man is back. We're going to talk about travel today. It's two cents worth. I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, these are the things we talk about. Sports, fitness, life, my two cents on any and all of them. Sometimes I'll have guests. Most times I won't. It's me just sitting in my office talking to myself into a microphone. But that's what we do here. Travel. That's what we're going to talk about today. I have been on the road for work, for pleasure, uh, three weeks in a row. But then when I look back at the calendar, I believe it's four out of the last five weeks I've been on the road. So last week I was on the road. Today, uh, this episode is coming out on the 15th of September, so this is my first week home, full week home. The week before I was gone, the first week of September, I was gone. The last week of August, I was gone, and I was home for a week, and the week before that, I was gone. So four out of the last five weeks, I have been not home. This is my first, only second week in five weeks that I've been home for a full week. Um, So the second week of August, my wife and I went on a vacation for the week for our 15-year anniversary, which we actually celebrate next week. If you want to send us presents, send me a message. I'll send you my address. Uh, Just kidding. Uh, But I'm not... So we celebrate 15 years next week, but we did it in the summer because the kids weren't in school and that way our parents could watch the kids. And so we went down to Kiwa Island and Charleston, had a great time. That's where we got married 15 years ago. We got married in Mount Pleasant. So we did that. I was home for a week and then I had two work trips back to back. I was in Phoenix for almost an entire week visiting my team out there and my sales partners and some clients. The following week, I came home. I was I home? I was home Monday. So the the week in Phoenix, I was there Tuesday to Friday. I came home. I was I worked Monday at home, and then Tuesday I went to DC for to see my team and have internal meetings and with my sales partners up there for other clients. Last week, I was on a golf trip. So Thursday and Friday. Went on a golf trip for the weekend with a bunch of my buddies. And this is the first week I've been home in, like I said, the first full week since the third week of August. Uh, so the last three weeks, haven't been home that much. Uh, week before that, home. Week before that, 15-year anniversary trip. So uh, just talking about travel, some of it car travel. Two of the two of the four trips, car travel. Two of the other four trips, uh, airline travel, which I know right now is getting a very bad rap. Thankfully, I'm going to knock on wood. You can hear that walking on my desk. Um, I didn't suffer any delays, anything like that. All the flights worked out. Um, they were all full flights. I, I will say that. But didn't have any issues with flights. The only issue I had was I almost missed my flight uh, to D.C. because there was a really bad accident in Charlotte the morning that I tried to go. Didn't really look at the um, the uh, 
traffic, which I'm going to get into some tips and things that uh, I've learned when I travel that I, I now will uh, implement more often. Um, but what normally takes me a 20-minute drive to get to the airport took me almost an hour and a half, and I got to the airport, more tips and tricks coming, to the airport, and as I got to my gate, they were boarding my zone. So literally, I know it wasn't like me rushing and the door closing like you see in Home Alone where the door's closing, and oh my God, okay, let us on. They just let you on. I wasn't that late, but it was, I got to the... Uh, gate and they were boarding my zone. So, I mean, they had already started boarding. I'm not a type of person that likes that. I like to get to the airport early. Nothing to me. Now, this is work trips, but like if you're traveling for pleasure or anything like that, nothing to me is better than an airport beer. I love an airport beer. They cost mm, about 10 times more than they should, but nothing like sitting in an airport bar. You got transient people all around, travelers all around, people moving around. And you sit down, and it's usually nice and cold, and it's in a big mug. And you sit at the bar of some random restaurant in the airport, and you suck down a beer. And it's usually some of some of the beers are good because you get local beers, and now there's breweries opening up in airports. But then there's other times where you sit in, at a bar, and it's they got the four beers on tap. It's usually like a Sam Adams, maybe a Goose Island IPA, a Bud Light, and a Blue Moon. Right. So I would go to the IPA. Good, good pick, or Sam Adams, and you, you you suck it down. Nothing better than an airport beer. Try and prove me wrong on that one. Have an airport beer and tell me it's not fucking awesome because you know that you're going somewhere, right? And it's usually, like I said, if it's for pleasure, you you're going somewhere that you're excited to go. So I like to do that. I like to get to airports early, sit down, have a drink. And then get to the gate and relax before you get into the whole hustle and bustle, right? Because everything for travel is hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Nothing worse than people that get up when the plane gets to the damn gate. Where are you gonna go? The door's not open. We're in row 20 fucking six. Like, you're not going anywhere. Sit your fucking fat ass down and wait. Like, I can't stand, I'm an aisle seat guy cannot stand people that do that because then they have their backpack on or their luggage or they're fucking around and they're hitting you and no one says excuse me like it's amazing to me when you travel that how rude people like manners just go out the fucking window people hit you bang into you cut you jump up in front of you they have horrible hygiene it's like it's the most amazing thing I hate it, but I also love it because it's amazing. I, I'm a people watcher. Right? I've talked about this in previous episodes where my wife is like, you're not wearing your sunglasses. You can't just be staring at people like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. I am a people watcher. Might also be why I love an airport beer so much. Nothing better than sitting at an airport bar just watching people go by and everything. It's amazing. But it's amazing how people's manners and hygiene just go out the window when they travel. Anyways, I digress. Um so here's a tip first tip because i've already talked about it check your traffic plan ahead right i got onto the exit this is the one that took me an hour and a half i got on the on-ramp to the exit onto the highway and i'm like okay well it's it's early morning and early morning, early early morning flight hmm, can't get my words out early morning flight it was rush hour traffic and i was like hmm all right well this might be normal it just it'll free up well I 
then I'm stuck, right? You can't turn around. You can't get off the on-ramp. I'm stuck. The next exit is over two miles away. Well, basically, then I start looking at the map, and where the, the accident had happened was right past that exit that, not that I had to get to, but that was the only way for me to get off of that highway and get around the the accident. The accident shut down three out of four lanes. So you go from four lanes to one in rush hour traffic. It was a nightmare. Um, so what I would say is, you know how they always say leave three hours before your flight? I'm not a big proponent of that. I leave two hours before my flight. It still gives you plenty of time to do that. But in this case, I probably should have looked at the traffic beforehand and probably would have been beneficial for me to leave three hours before. Tip number one, check your traffic. Tip number two that helped me in this situation, and we're going to talk about other travel stuff, but tip number two that happened, helped me in this other situation is at the Charlotte airport, you now can prepay for your parking. And when you prepay for parking, guess what's actually cheaper than daily parking now? If you prepay and you plan ahead, hourly parking at the Charlotte airport, if you live in Charlotte, check this out. Go on to the Charlotte Douglas Airport website. Book your parking. Basically, it's just how many hours you're going to be there or days. And until you know, you put in like basically put two hours before your flight arrives and put an hour to an hour and a half after your flight lands to be safe, right? That saved me. I, I picked hourly because it was cheaper for me to book hourly than it was daily because I booked ahead. Isn't that crazy? Hourly deck was cheaper than daily deck. And what helped me there on that instance was I was able to get to the hourly deck. I was able to park and walk right into the airport. I wasn't, I didn't have to park and then wait for a shuttle, which, you know, credit to them. They do a pretty good job, but it's not always consistent. Like there are times where you have to wait 10, 15 minutes for a shuttle to come. If I had to wait 10 to 15 minutes for that shuttle to come, I would have missed my flight. There's, there's no doubt. Okay, so uh, check which parking deck you, you have. Check which is going to be the best for you. If you're not someone that likes to get to the airport early, find the deck that's the closest, prepay, get all that taken care of. If you're someone that likes to get to the airport earlier, daily, whatever might be cheaper for you, most efficient, right? Parking. Third thing, and this, from a long-term perspective, if you travel a lot, is worth it. If you do not have TSA pre-check, get yourself TSA pre-check. My wife did not have TSA pre-check up until this year, and the only reason she got it is because we flew to Miami. She had to go through regular security. I went through TSA pre-check. This is a personal trip. This is just a fun trip we did for a weekend for ourselves back in February. I go through TSA. I'm through security in probably two minutes. She's in security for probably over 20 minutes, and I'm just sitting there waiting for her to get through regular security where, you know, TSA pre-check, boom, two minutes. Same thing on the way home from Miami. She did the same thing. But when we were in Miami, we were sitting having breakfast or out at a bar or whatever, and I took her phone, and I went to the website, and I filled out all the information for her and got her the appointment set up, everything, boom, done. You know how much it costs? Five years. You get TSA pre-check for five years 
for $85. And basically all they do is run a background check on you. Then you have to go to your appointment and basically prove who you are. That is all it is. And it saves you so much time through the airport. Once again, that trip to D.C., the hour and a half worth of traffic, if I did not have TSA pre-check, I would have not made my flight. So parking, (laughs) check your traffic, parking, TSA pre-check, they are all worth it. Now, another tip, if you're a traveler that goes international, I do not have this. I don't go on international trips often, but if I start to, I'm definitely going to do it. The global re-entry. Get yourself the global re-entry. There's nothing worse when you land home after a long trip. It's an international trip. You've had fun, but now all you want to do is get home. The last thing you want to do is stand in a long-ass line for an hour or two to go through customs. Global re-entry, the way to go. I don't know the cost on that. You look it up. I'm not the person here with all the answers, but I'm just giving you my two cents worth here. Global re-entry sounds like a great thing. I talked to someone that I was traveling with, the Phoenix. He talked about it. He was like, it drives me crazy because he's kind of in the same situation that I was in with my wife. They travel a lot internationally. His wife did not have global reentry. He does. So he gets right through, and then he still has to sit there and wait for his wife to get through customs, and he goes, and it drives me absolutely bonkers. Global reentry. There's your next tip. Now, airline travel. I will say, and again, I already talked about it, I have lucked out that I did not have any delays. I did not have any canceled flights these last two trips. I have had those in the past. Yes, it sucks. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Be a decent human being to customer service, to the people in the airport trying to rebook you flights. They only work for the airline. They are not the reasons why the the airline (laughs) canceled your flight. They are not the reason why the airline um, delayed your flight, anything like that. Do yourself a favor. Be a decent human being. Travel is stressful enough. Their job is stressful enough. Can you imagine being in their job? where all day long, no one's coming up to them going, hey, thank you so much for rebooking my flight for me, and thank you so much for the fact that my flight was canceled. You know, It's usually they're getting yelled at 8 to 10 hours a day. Be a decent human being. Look them in the eye. Let them know that they know you're frustrated. They know you're not happy. They know that things have not been great for airlines over the last two-plus years with everything that's been going on and, and whatnot. Be a decent human being. Take your frustrations out on somebody else, you know, or not on somebody else, on something else. Go get yourself a beer and calm yourself down. You know what I'm saying? Airport beer. Boom. There's another plug for it. Get yourself an airport beer before you go and stand in customer service and get your flight rebooked or whatever it might be. There's bigger things in the world that can happen, worse things in the world that can happen. You know, for instance, the reason why that traffic happened, unfortunately, that morning, somebody in that accident died. And I had to keep on telling myself that, like, hey, If you miss your flight, it's not that big of a deal because someone lost their life today. That could have been you, right? And and that's those are the things you got to think about. So, was I gonna take my frustrations out on uh, customer service if I had missed my flight? No, I would have just been like, man, I missed my flight. Hey, can you rebook me? I missed my flight. You know, this happened. There was an accident. Whatnot. Anyways, right? Be a decent human being. Um, but. Thankfully, airline travel hasn't been that bad for me. Now, there's a lot of different things 
that you're starting to see with airline travel. Like, for instance, if you don't have status or you don't have miles with airlines, you're paying for seats. And it's the weirdest thing. I've never really seen it, but I have people on my team that I, I'm letting travel again. And some of them don't have status or uh, miles with these airlines. And they're like, I can't even book a seat. Like, it won't let me book a seat unless I pay for the seat. And I'm like, well, how much is it now for a seat? And they're like, well, you know, it could be anywhere for $100, you know, $85, whatever. I'm like, yeah, book it, expense it, whatever it might be. But do yourself a favor. If you're going to travel and you live in a place to where there is a airline that calls it a hub for Charlotte, it's American Airlines, Sign yourselves up for that credit card or those miles. I'm not saying to get a credit card and put yourself in debt for any any reason. You know, be a responsible adult. But get yourself that credit card. When you sign up for the credit card and you spend a certain amount of money, you get 60,000 miles. That gets you a flight. I, I mean, I sound like them on the fucking airline when they walk up and down. Oh, we're, we're giving you this promotion. But I'm serious. If you travel enough and you're out of an airport that has a hub, that airline's going to give out a credit card that get, will give you rewards and extra miles when you use it right so my american airlines card i use for also my work expenses so that helps me get miles along with my frequent flyer mile uh number when i'm on flight so i'm doubling up my miles anytime i travel things like that that's a tip for you get yourself a frequent flyer uh number if you if you're responsible enough and you have good enough credit get yourself a credit card for that airline that gives you the perks if you travel enough. Here's another thing. We travel now with kids. We have to pay for our kids' seats. Guess what my two kids have? They have a miles number as well because let them get their miles too. And it'll be beneficial for them when they get older. It's like a social security number. Your miles number doesn't go away. So his American, our kids' American airline mile numbers will always be there for them whenever they grow up and they start traveling. They'll already have miles built up. It's a great thing, right? There's a tip for you. But airline travel, it's stressful. It can be annoying. It feels like the seats get smaller and smaller. But let me tell you something. Be nice to these people. They're doing a service job in the service industry. It is not their fault. And in all reality, you're you're gonna get to your destination or home from your destination to your destination. Uh, it is still my preferred way of traveling. Driving. Not a big guy that not a not a guy that likes to drive a lot. Um, you get me in a trip that's over six hours, you're pushing your limits on on me being a happy camper uh, because I sit there and I go, a flight could have taken me to this location in less time than I'm sitting in a car weaving in and out of traffic dealing with a bunch of assholes on the road. I'd rather deal with a bunch of assholes on a plane hitting me with their bag than a bunch of assholes on the road trying to cut you off, speed around you, go slow. Driving to me, <laughs> driving to me is one boring, two more frustrating than flying, um, and three, it's just not something I like to do. I don't know if it was because as a kid, like we never flew. Like my dad loves to drive; he'll, he'll drive across the country if you ask him to instead of taking a flight because he'd rather he wants to see the country and see the sights. To me, I'm like, yeah, I can see them from a fucking airplane window, and uh, they look the same from the ground. I don't know. That's my opinion. Obviously, they don't. That's a joke. Relax, people. Fucking hell. Um, but to me, flying, that's the way to do it. Now, driving, again, shorter distances, don't mind it, right? For us to go to the beach, three hours. For us to go to the mountains, two hours, right? That's where I was last week, went on a golf trip. Two hours up the road, nice, easy trip, nice, easy way home. 
wasn't bad at all. Um, but again, for me, anything over six hours in a car, put me in a fucking airplane and let me have a cocktail. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Mm, that's delicious. Oh, oh. That actually just brings me to a point, too. Travel. I haven't had coffee. This is my third cup of coffee this week. I have not had coffee in probably over eight months. Kind of just gave it up. Um, again, if you listen to the podcast, you know every morning, Monday through Friday, I get up at 4.15. I drink 12 ounces of water. 4.30, I drink pre-workout. That's 300 milligrams of caffeine. I work out from 5 to 6 with my buddy Pete. And then I get my day going. So at 4.30 in the morning, I have 300 milligrams of caffeine in me. I don't really want to put more caffeine in, into me with coffee, but I'm kind of back on it. And the reason I'm back on it is because at my golf trip on Saturday, it was a rain out. It, it, it's like the heavens opened up, up in the mountains of North Carolina, and there was no way we were going to play. So the house that I was staying in with my three other buddies, uh, we woke up and we we're like, well, let's go get breakfast. Now, mind you, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay. Closest town's 30 minutes away. So we're like, all right, well, we're going to make, we're going to make a trip out of this, right? Because 30 minute drive to go get breakfast. So we go and get breakfast. We go to this place in Burnsville, North Carolina, downtown Burnsville, North Carolina, the place, Little Smokey, shout out Little Smokey, shout out Sherry, I don't know you, you're the owner, but the guy next to me asked me if I knew you, he's been coming there since 1965, like, he hasn't fucking seen me there before, but he's going, he's been going there since 1965, do you really think I know Sherry Roger, no the fuck I don't know fucking Sherry, I'm from Charlotte, you don't think I stand out in a wave of jeans and NASCAR hats, of course I fucking do. I have a camo Firethorn hat on with green five-inch inseam shorts on and a fucking pullover. You don't think I stand out? You think I actually live in Burnsville? Roger, you've lived here since 1965, sir. No, I do not know Sherry who's cooking my food in the back. Okay? I'm here because it's the only fucking restaurant within a 40-minute fucking radius. That's why I'm here, Rog. Enjoy your tenderloin biscuit, bud. Fuck. Anyways, Little Smokies. That's a true story, by the way, what I just said. I made a joke out of it. Roger was such a great guy. Super nice guy. Uh, we roll into Little Smokies. It's me. It's Till. It's Chastain. It's Big Dan. There's four seats at the bar that, that that's there. We go and sit at the bar. It's like 920. Okay? By the time we get there, it's 920. We're sitting. We're sitting. We're sitting. It's probably now 935, 940. Finally. The waitress comes up. Can I get you guys something to drink? And I'm like, well, at this point, you know, I'm fucking tired. Um, it's on a golf trip. It's rainy. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Nothing like a good cup of coffee like a, at a, you know, little small diner, which is basically what this was. All right, so I get coffee. I think Till gets a water. Matt gets a soda. And Big Dan, if you don't know who Big Dan is, uh, Big Dan, he's 6'4", 6'5", 6'3", in, in that range, right? big fucking range six three to six five but he's in there and you know he's big dan not because he's tall because he's also a lot of man that's is a big dude right he he is uh arguably a defensive end if you needed him to be he's sitting at the end of the bar i have to point at him i go oh you didn't you didn't get him she goes oh i didn't see him excuse me how in the fuck did you miss this man he that is the biggest man in this entire restaurant he's wearing a uh, a royal blue pullover standing out again mind you we're in a sea of jeans and like 
dark shirts and flannel shirts and NASCAR hats. You don't see Big Dan sitting at the end of the fucking bar. Anyways, so she gets his drink, and then what does she do? She forgets my coffee. So then I got to be like, ma'am, uh, uh, my coffee. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So she gives me my coffee, right? So I have one cup. So then the other waitress comes up, maybe 10 minutes later, and it's my, my cup's gone. This is my first cup of coffee in eight months. She looks right at the bottom of it, pours me another one. I'm like, okay, guess we're, I guess I'm having another fucking cup of coffee. Because I don't think we had even ordered yet. We're watching these tickets just pile up. This place is packed. Pile, I can't believe we actually got four seats. Pile up. We finally get our orders in. We're orders like, you know, again, the food was fantastic. The atmosphere was great. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was such a fun morning. But like, it's a good hour still wait that we're gonna, we're not getting our food. Like, no, it is no longer breakfast. We're having fucking brunch at Little Smokies. Okay, like it's, it's no longer breakfast. It's brunch. Unfortunately, they don't serve alcohol, so there's no mimosas or Bloody Marys here. But there's fucking coffee. And let me tell you something. These bitches didn't fucking mess around. Two cups of coffee gone. Boom, another one. Three cups of coffee gone. Boom, another one. I think I drank a fucking pot of coffee before they even brought my food out. I told them at one point, I go, ma'am, you give me any more coffee. I'm going to be hopping in the back washing the fucking dishes for you guys because I'm all jazzed up. And the people at the bar (laughs) were laughing at us. They were having a good time. I think they just enjoyed the fact that we embraced it. Uh, this older gentleman, Roger, who, again, who's been coming to this restaurant since 1965. I have a feeling he comes there every single morning. I think uh, his wife has now passed. God bless her soul. I don't know that for sure, but he did say that he, him, his wife used to work there. His wife was not with him anymore. I have to imagine she's probably passed away. Uh, he sits down next to me and starts talking to me and all those things. And, and then, honest to God, like I mentioned earlier, said... Do you know Sherry? And I looked at him. I said, I, I don't know who Sherry is, sir. And he's like, oh, she's the owner. And I was like, sir, I, I'm, I'm from Charlotte. I, I, I don't live here. This, this dude who's been going to this restaurant since 1965 honestly thought I, I might have known the owner. I couldn't stop fucking laughing. After the fact, not to his face. When we left and I told Dan and Big Dan and Matt that story, they were all like, wait, what? It was it was so funny that this guy thought, like, we were just local Burnsville boys. We were not. So, I, I mean, I just told you about a nine-minute story about after I just took a sip of coffee. But anyways, that's why I'm back on the coffee trip. Had such a great time last Saturday. Then we ended up betting on football games for 12 hours. Me and the Till and Big Dan and Chastain. What a time. Travel is fun. I don't know what else I can say about it. I've been on the road. That's why I haven't put the podcast out in the last three weeks. I literally have been catching up from work, making sure I'm, I'm putting time in for the family, all those things. Uh, and, you know, the podcast just hadn't been there. But it is. It's back today. We're talking travel, my travel, where I've been going. I've seen a good portion of the United States from the sky and and on the road from Kiowa, South Carolina to Phoenix, Arizona to our nation's capital of Washington, D.C. to the mountains of North Carolina. That is where I've been my last four trips. Um, I'm supposed to probably be traveling again for work here soon to go to New York, out to California before the end of the year, um, and maybe even to Dallas. So, uh, 
on the road again. It feels good. I do enjoy traveling for work. I will say, take those tips that I learned. Check your traffic. Check the parking. Get prepaid parking if you can. It will save you money. And sometimes it will be cheaper than the other lots that you pay right up front. Or not up front as you leave. Um, get TSA pre-check. If you're traveling international, get the global re-entry. Put that investment in there. Again, TSA pre-check's $85 for five years. That's that's totally worth it. That's nothing, right? Um, be kind to, to customer service. They're trying their best. They're not the ones that canceled your flights. And the most important thing, and my best tip is, enjoy it. It's stressful. It can be a huge pain in the ass. But when you have situations like I just talked about, going to Little Smokies, that, that day could have been ruined, right? We were supposed to play 27 holes of golf with our group of 16. It didn't happen. But our house, the group of four guys, made the absolute best out of it. Make the best out of every situation, especially when traveling. You never know what's going to happen. There's always going to be wrenches thrown in there, right? Roll with it. Decompress. Get an airport beer. Go into a, a small town if you're around there. Go and eat with the locals and meet a nice gentleman named Roger to have a good conversation with over a fucking pot of coffee. Um, you know, by the way, you know, TMI, my piss smelled like fucking coffee, I think probably for an entire day with how much bean was in me. Coffee bean, that is. Uh, but make the most of it. Enjoy it. Pack light, pack smart, okay? That's also another thing. You don't want to lose your luggage. Get yourself a backpack that you can put underneath the seat that you can put clothes in and get yourself a carry-on that you know you're going to make it into. Get yourself a miles program. Get yourself the credit card if you need to because here's the other thing. With the credit card and the miles program, you'll move up in zones, right? They go to now zone nine for American with the card, I think it automatically bumps you to zone six or four or five in that grouping. So you're going to get overhead bin space, right? So pack light, pack smart. Um, with TSA PreCheck, you don't need to put your toiletries in those plastic bags anymore. Get yourself a nice toiletry bag. You can put it in the backpack. You don't have to take it out. You don't have to take your shoes off. The only thing you ever have to do is put your cell phone, your wallet, and uh, for me, chapstick goes everywhere with me. Chap lips all the time. Chapstick, phone, wallet, boom, goes in the bag, goes through the security. You don't have to take shoes, belt, watch off, anything like that. You go right through. Enjoy the process. Travel is fun. It can be stressful. We all know that, but it also can be fun. Enjoy it. Take some of those tips and trips tips and tricks from me that is where i have been over the last four to five weeks again like i mentioned all over the place and more to come um i do enjoy it it is always fun to go and see these other cities and other towns and experience it especially when you know for my 15 year anniversary with my loving wife awesome time golf trip with my friends work trips with my coworkers who I enjoy working with, the people that work for me that I enjoy having working on my team, make the most out of it, have a great time doing it, enjoy the experience, soak it all up, don't get too frustrated, it's never going to be smooth every time, there's going to be bumps in the road, just like in life, but have a good time with it. 
That's my two cents worth. That's me on travel. I'm Ryan DeFaber. Do me a favor. Hype up the podcast. The only way podcasts really grow is by the listeners sharing it, talking about it, letting other people know about it. Hype up the podcast. If you're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or any type of social media, share it. You can share the link. You can share it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You just press share, and it'll go directly linking to your Facebook or Instagram. That's how it all pops up for me. My Instagram is ryan.defaber. I also own bearsdengym.com. Make sure you check that out if you need any gym apparel, lounge apparel, active, active wear. We have it all. Men, women, kids, hats, tops, pants. Golf, we also have a little golf line as well. Go check that out. I do this podcast as well. I work 40 hours a week for my job. I'm a husband, a father. I'm a busy man, but I do this because I enjoy it, and I always make the time for it. BearsDenGym.com, two cents worth podcast. Join the movement. Join the hype. Share the hype. Share the movement with your friends, family, and anybody else that you feel necessary. I do appreciate the love. Thank you so much. Again, Ryan DeFaber, Two Cents Worth Podcast. That's my two cents worth on travel and what I've been and where I've been traveling. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you. Goodbye.